Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Kudzu Radio Hour. Kudzu Radio Hour number 127. Wow. This podcast was recorded on Saturday, November 7th, 2020. The podcast is always brought to you by the fine folks at Springer Mountain Farms. Fresh chicken, responsibly raised on family farms, with no antibiotics, no hormones, no steroids, no animal byproducts ever. Get more information or order online at SpringerMountain.com. SpringerMTN.com. Wow. Uh, Not only is Springer Mountain Chicken healthier for you, it also tastes superior. Take my word for it. It's very good. Springer Mountain Farms. The name to remember, it's your grocery store, or you can order it from the website, springermountain.com, and have it delivered to your house. How about them apples? Well, not apples, but chickens. How about them chickens? <laughs> the podcast also brought to you by The Boxmasters, our favorite band from Los Angeles, California. They've got a brand new album just out called Light Rays, and it's getting rave reviews all over across coast to coast and around the world just wonderful wonderful album full of great catchy pop songs uh really good well written uh bud thornton writes some incredible lyrics and jd andrew writes some incredible music and i'm sure they cross pollinate i'm sure they both work on both but uh but as far as i know uh billy bob aka bud thornton does most of the lyric writing and the songs are all good and the album is wonderful so be sure to get it it's available on vinyl cd downloads also if you go to the website to order it or to find out more theboxmasters.com you'll notice that the store online has a whole bunch of new items they've even got campaign buttons (laughs) <laughs> for Bud and JD uh, red white and blue campaign buttons that's pretty cool but there's also shot glasses you know on the other end of the spectrum so there's and ashtrays and um, t-shirts and just everything so theboxmasters.com be sure to follow the boxmasters on official boxmasters at uh, on instagram uh, as well it's really cool also we welcome back one of our classic sponsors uh, again our friends fog hat sellers yeah you know about fog hat the band everybody knows about fog hat the band everybody knows about slow ride and fool for the city and uh driving wheel and uh all the great songs boogie rock blues oh my gosh they've been going for a bazillion years with the uh, founding member Roger Earl and uh, Roger the drummer and his wife lovely Linda have uh, a business called fog hat wine and I'm telling you it's, it's good stuff they uh, I always say I'm a fool for the Pinot Ta-na-ta. fool for the Pinot yeah, I know. I know I'm corny. I can't help it. But the Pinot is great, and so is the Chardonnay. Uh, it's all good. And um, the 
you need to get some. That's what, all I got to say. You got to you got to get some, and you can have it brought sent right to your house, and uh, get you some Fog Hat wine. Goes really good with Springer Mountain Farms chicken and Boxmasters music. <laughs> it really does. It's all good, and uh, and Fog Hat music. As a matter of fact, you can uh, swap them off with Boxmaster CDs and uh, Fog Hat CDs. I recommend uh, Fog Hat Live and uh, A Fool for the City and, uh, well, any of them. How about any of them? Any and all of them. All of them are good. Foghatsellers.com. Foghatsellers. Like wine cellars? Foghatsellers.com. Yeah. If you haven't seen the current issue of Kudzu Magazine yet, please do. Issue number 39, cover story and interview with a legendary singer-songwriter out of Muscle Shoals, Alabama, Dan Penn, and a whole bunch of other stuff. You can find it all at kudzumag.com, K-U-D-Z-O-O-M-A-G.com. That's right, baby. So, a little bit later, we're going to be talking about 45s. Everybody remember 45 RPMs, uh, 45 RPM records. You know, you had your A side and your B side. We're going to talk about records that we thought the B side was actually better than the A side. And I had to happen a lot of times over the years. So it should be lively, energetic, thought provoking conversation from a bunch of drunks. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding, folks. Come on. Can't you take a joke anymore? I'm just, I'm just joshing. One of the uh, albums reviewed in the new Kudzu that's coming out next week, yeah, is a box set from a band called Pylon that came out of Athens, Georgia in the uh, early 80s um, and got really popular, uh, formed by four college students from University of Georgia and they formed this new wave well we call it new wave band called Pylon and they had really interesting sounds uh, very quirky uh, I loved that band a lot a lot and I was tickled to death to see this box set beautiful box set with a big hardback book full of photographs and I mean it's just a it's a beautiful box set make a great gift for somebody it really would. We're going to go back and play one of the tracks, one of the old tracks from Pylon to kick off the show. And we'll be back and talk here just a little bit. But right now is Pylon and the song is called Yo-Yo. Yeah. Thank you. 
Massachusetts, two in Texas. Boy, I tell you, we're all over the planet, baby. Uh, Billy Eli, how about it for Billy Eli? Yay, I hear the applause. Going on, Billy. Billy. How's it going, guys? Y'all having a good week? It's all good. It's good. Good for, I think, we're all having a pretty good week, or a better week. Uh, Also, um, author, uh, musicologist, and double launch by Patrick Beach is here. Going on, and, Buff. I love yeah, that baby. pylon track. I gotta get that pylon box. You've gotta get the pylon box yeah. because it is yeah. it's awesome. 
And uh, also, we welcome our other uh, co-host from Austin, Texas, um, a, uh, a a really great guy, a, a producer, a multi-instrumentalist, a, a uber-talented young man yeah, named Jim radio, Hempel. Radios, man, playing a radio don't count as, as multi-instrumentalist. <laughs> hey, how's it, how's it going? I'm coming to you today from San Saba County, Texas. He's also a cowpuncher. He's yeah, that's right. You cowboy in this weekend, ain't you? Oh, yeah, that's well, right. That's it, right. It's, it's there's you know there's a fine line between cowboy and lawyer. Um, that's no, right. No, I don't know how that works. Right. Out. That's like that's yeah. That's like being a. I want to say a, this. A uh, proctologist. That's part musicologist and part proctologist. Since Billy's not going to mention it, I'm going to go ahead and mention it. I'm going to say happy birthday to Sissy today. Oh yeah, I I actually called her. I gave her a phone call earlier today. Uh, she she's uh, she's congregated with uh, my grand nephews and my and my sister over at my sister's house, and they're having cake and ice cream. So, That's cool, man. She's uh, she's yeah. fun to uh, chat with yeah, online. Yeah, man. yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And for anybody anybody that doesn't know, Sissy's my mother. Today's her birthday. She said, "Happy yeah. birthday, Sissy." Here's what she always does. She always reverses the numbers in her, uh, in, in her, in her, her age. So last year she was, uh, 76. So, so she was 67. She's kind of ticked this year because 77, man. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right. And then she's not going to want to do it next year. Uh, no, no. Oh, next yeah. year she won't. But what I told her, man, is, you know, when you, if you've had like eight or nine beers and you squint, seven looks like a four. So just go ahead and say you're 47. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Patrick Beach, I'm, I meant to say this before we went on the air, but I, I want you to take a, 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 I mean, a pop quiz uh, thing here. I want you to come up with a high fidelity thing to ask me because I'm tired of freaking not getting to play. And okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're always with it. you're always the ask guy. Yeah, I'm I would, man, I, I would I would come up with a yeah, I know, for... but you did that before, so I'm asking <laughs> Patrick. To do it. Right, I did it before, and it was hard. It was All way right, too well, hard. Well, it's way well, off the chain. We're uh, we're speaking right now on the day uh, about an hour and a half after the uh, election was called. Should we do? Uh, well, yeah, uh, I was I was actually gonna, I was I was going to say. I was going to say that to America, or to the folks listening anyway, uh, congratulate one another on a, uh, a well-fought uh, um, election, and uh, on both sides, I mean, you know, but right. by the same token, also on, I feel like my faith in the political system in America has been restored. We had record numbers of voters. Of yep. all types of people, I mean to tell you, of all races, creeds, colors, sexual persuasions, uh, everything from bikers to hillbillies, man, we had it all. And uh, and uh, they did just announce that, yes, Joe Biden is the president of the United States or will be. And, you know uh, what? Let, let's let's uh, let's go with that. With the caveat that if we pick a song, it doesn't necessarily mean we endorse the sentiment of the song. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, exactly. So go, Buff. What is it? Uh, all right. Well, let me see. Okay, I'm gonna see which one I want to do for each one. Uh. Okay, I'm gonna start with Patrick. 
And we're going to do threes today instead of fives. Fives are too many. Three, threes are fine. Three, three greatest lyric lines that you remember off the top of your head from songs by anybody. Three great lyrical lines. Damn, I wish you'd have given me that one. <laughs> me first, huh? Yeah. Hold on. Oh, yeah. I know it's a, that's kind of something you can't just pop off your... This is just any any song, any genre. Any kind, anything. <clears throat> just cool I remember I, I remember riding in her brother's car, her buddy tanned and wed down at the reservoir. That's good. Um, Springsteen, the river, by the way. Well, as long as it's not Thunder Road, we're okay. God, yeah, man, he, the, he just he does not do that well. <laughs> this land is your land. This land is my land. Wait, Springsteen did cover that too. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but everybody's and, covered uh, that. Everybody's covered that. Yeah. Number number three, Jesus rides beside me, but he never buys any smokes. That's from uh, the replacements. Uh, but, <laughs> oh, that's can't a good hardly one. I like that. Like we are, can't hardly wait. wait. Sorry, I didn't get the name. Okay, and are we all doing the same? Are we all doing the no, same? No, it's all different category because you know it'd be easy to it'd be easy uh, to think ahead on that. The very first one when you said that that I thought of, man, which I think is one of the best lines in all mu music history, is "I headed for Las Vegas, only made it after needles." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that that may be that may be one of the most perfect songs in in like you know music history perfect lines that's from is that a hoyt never, axton song Did yeah hoyt axton from, write that? yeah it's hoyt axton never been to spain yeah <laughs> i think all my favorite lines were in that one song by the man the church of logic sent in love that you know, came upon the thing but right. then, and then that part about i just had to what did he say i just had to something and wear a hat right uh, yeah yeah i don't know it's, it's just a so many great song uh things in that uh, we'll go next to um, Billy. Boom. Three albums that you have purchased in the most different formats. Like if you had an album that you bought on vinyl, CD, MP3, quadraphonic, reel-to-reel, cassette, eight-track. Are there albums that you purchased ex uh, extra times in different formats? Oh, uh, yeah, you meant like I had it on vinyl and then I had a copy yeah. of it on an 8-track? Yeah, in fact, almost every album I ever bought, I because I I tend to like, like the same ones over and over, so as the medium kept changing, I kept having to rebuy the damn thing. Yeah, I, mean, did, I did it too, yeah. Uh, ZZ Top, Fandango, I know Jim would like that one, man. Uh, yeah. I, and here's another one. I, funny, I don't remember the title. It, whichever Cheap Trick album has, she's tied on it. Is that next position, please? It's one on one. One on one. Okay, I, I had that, I had that on vinyl, and I had that. Uh, that was in the, like the dying days of eight tracks, and I had a and I had an eight track. I bought it on an eight track, and then my eight track player died, like six months later, and there wasn't any point in buying another eight track. You already couldn't find eight track cartridges to play in them anymore. And so I bought it in cassette. I test two. And, uh, 
Let me think. Something that I had on something that I had on vinyl. Um Oh hell man, anything by Gary Stewart. <laughs> I I had every I had every one of Gary Stewart's albums on vinyl and eight track and cassette and later on C D. So Wow, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the yeah, so all the works of Gary Stewart and, and Cheap Trick and uh and ZZ Top. That's cool. I uh you know, uh nobody asked, but uh my top two albums of all time I've had on uh Fillmore East, Almond Brothers, and Layla by Derek and Adamos. I've had both of those on like each one on like five or six formats, including Quadraphonic LP. I've had <laughs> I've had live at the Fillmore just, but I've I've had it on uh, three. I had it on vinyl, cassette, and uh, and I have a CD of it. Somewhere. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, uh, we'll go to Jim Hemphill now for the circle gets the square. Um, we'll go to Jim for. The three best 45 RPM records you ever bought. The three best that you ever bought that you loved so much at the time. Okay, here we go. Uh, is it okay if I bought it when it was older? Yeah, of course it, it is. There's no rules. All right. Yeah, All right, there's because, that right. There's no time limit. Because number one is the great, what I think is the greatest single in rock and roll history, Louie Louie by the Kingsman. What a great one. No, and yeah. you know what's good to pair that with? Put your hand in the hand by ocean. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Why not? Makes a great medley uh, in a club. Too. You got, uh, yeah. Next, um, I played the hell out of this um, 45 because it's, it's kind of where I first started getting into James Burton, the guitarist. And that's "Hello, Mary Lou" by Rick Nelson, Ricky Nelson. That is a that is a really good single, man. And all those, you know what, man? All those early era singles are great. Traveling Man's a great single. Uh, I mean, like, I don't mean just a great song. I mean, when you listen to it, it's like all those things that you liked in a single, man. It had just enough instrumentation. It had a hook, and it was popsy, and you could sing to it. And it was what two minutes fifty seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, number three, I'm going to say, because this is when I kind of got into, when I was getting into singles before I was buying albums all the time. Number three, I'm going to say, because I played, again, played the played the hell out of it, Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting by Elton John. Oh, yeah, man. I didn't yeah. have that single, but I bought that album, like, as soon as it dropped, you know? I bought the album after I bought the single, but uh, I played it over and over trying to figure out those guitar parts when I was, like, 13 years old. So uh, so those those would be my three that come to the top of my head. Oh, that's cool. that, that, had, that had some good power chords in it, too. <laughs> exactly. Hey, uh... Okay, well, moving right along to our other segment, we do the. Uh, wait, wait, wait! You didn't do the one that, that Patrick picked for you. Oh yeah, uh, I was trying to get by that without having to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I forgot. I totally forgot. We're gonna give you the hook, Buff. Cough it up. Come on, man. Come on, man. Be a brave pioneer. <laughs> okay. What's the question? You don't. You don't have to agree with the sentiment of the song. Okay. The top, th top three political and or patriotic songs. Oh, okay. Good. Fortunate son. Yeah. That's a good one, man. Yeah. Born in the USA. 
Yeah. Another good one. It'd uh, been well, better if somebody besides Springsteen would have done it. And, it. and then Springsteen also had another song um, that was the antithesis of Born to Run. It was also on the, I think it was on the other side of it. It was called Shut Out the Light. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was a very, it was based on the book uh, Born on the Fourth of July by Ron Kovic. And uh, yep. very, very uh, harsh look at, uh, I mean, real and a harsh look at the Vietnam War and the, all that kind of stuff. So, anyway, that's it. That's it. Good list, Buff. Well, thank that's you. I good. mean, I've always that's loved good. Fortunate Son very, very much. And uh, I kind of like Bruce Springsteen a little bit. You may have heard. Yeah, I really like him too. I only pretend to not like him on the show because it bugs Pat. Yeah, I know. You're just kind of break, <laughs> breaking Pat's balls, as right. he used to say. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Man. Hey, you could I, I tell you what would have been a, a, another good choice. It was a Springsteen tune, uh, uh, Born to Run. I mean, I, I think that's political. You know, got a political yeah. sentiment to it. You know, I, find, I still find it ironic that New Jersey adopted that as their state song, especially when it's about trying to get the hell out of New Jersey. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Man. <laughs> but, hey, but, we, lost, we, we lost him too. Oh, no. Oh, Jim's having He's, oh, Jim's he's, having, he's, having, he's, he's having, having issues. Having I, I got well, that and, too. And, I, and I'm, I got to uh, take a break in a couple minutes because as y'all know, <laughs> this is Saturday. This is when I get my, this is when I do my call with Griffey. Yeah, well, yeah. That's cool. And, and so I, yeah. But I'm gonna wait till Jim's back online because, uh, I, yeah, I don't want to. Well, do Billy, what, but since you may be popping off at any time, yeah, you're back. Can you all hear me now? Oh, yeah. good, good. There you are. Uh, I was getting ready to, I had to say move closer to my router. Billy, do you have a, uh, a product recommendation this week? Any kind of product at all? Uh, well, not any kind of product, not a hair product, <laughs> but uh, like a you know music, book, movie. Uh, series dvd oh no pornography. Man, i was thinking i was thinking something made by whammo like the big bubble thing <laughs> yeah i think anything by whammo should be recommended including right. the wheelow gs yeah yeah wheelow, yeah any any of that man any of that and whoever made slip and slide yeah exactly yeah yeah so, okay, we're yeah. gonna do so a whole show. We're gonna do a whole show I, about toys one day. I, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna I'm gonna log out for a bit and go and and uh, do my uh and talk to Griffey. Do my do my Griffey visit. Okay. All okay. Right. Well, uh, Patrick, you got anything you uh, would like to recommend to the folks? I do. I do indeed. This is a little bit off the wall. It's a book. It's also a cookbook. All right. Here's my thinking. Everybody's uh, not safe going out to restaurants. They're all getting deliveries, soggy burgers, cold pizza. They're getting sick of their own home cooking. So I've got a cookbook for you. It's the Food Lab, subtitled Better Home Cooking Through Science by J. Kenji Lopez-Alts. Kenji is a food scientist and a chef he's got a restaurant in san mateo california and uh he's a james beard award winning food writer he writes for the new york times and uh because of his background in food science he'll break down techniques 
and ingredients he'll do like 50 variations on one recipe and come up with the best one and show you why it works and how you can transfer those techniques and ingredients to other recipes this book came out in 2015 and and it won the james beard award for general uh food writing in 2016 he's just a terrific writer this is not a cheap book uh it cost 50 bucks but you'll have it your whole life and i was going to say until the news of a couple hours ago broke you'll have it your whole life and you'll use it your whole life until or until the nevada results come in but that joke is officially expired it's almost a thousand pages he's he's really good company he's very approachable and it's very very useful and very very versatile the food lab by j kenji lopez alt that's my piece of media for the week oh that's good piece of media um that's hey can be... you guys can you i'm sorry can you guys hear me I, I, i'm having trouble with my internet okay we got you, you sound a little we got bit you. echoed but it's, it sounds i can hear you okay good jim uh do you have a recommendation for everybody i do if if my connection holds up here so um if it doesn't just go ahead and do what y'all need to do um <laughs> Whatever that might be. You hear me or not? Yeah. 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 You should you should have finished cleaning out that petroleum tank before you got on. Well, <laughs> this I, I'm I'm sitting right next to the router, but um, you know, like I said, we're out in the middle of San Saba County, in the middle of nowhere, and we have satellite internet, so it's not great. Anyway, I'll try to get this done as quickly as I can. Uh, if you can hear me, it looks like maybe you can, maybe you can't. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay, cool. So my pick is something that probably most of y'all have already seen, but um, I kind of resisted it for a while because I kind of had a misapprehension about what it was. And that is the series on Amazon Prime called The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, yeah. And it, you know, I, I to me, it kind of just from the title kind of looked like maybe some kind of BBC cross with Lifetime movie or something like that. It's nothing like that. It's hilarious. It's about a housewife in early 60s New York City, a Jewish housewife who decides she wants to be a stand-up comedian. And it is freaking hilarious. Uh, and it's incredibly well acted. The supporting players are great. Rachel Brosnahan is 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 the lead character and she's fantastic. But uh, the, uh, the woman who plays her agent, Susie, Alex Borstein, is phenomenal. Tony Shalhoub, who is always great, is great. Kevin Pollack is great. It just has a fantastic cast, great writing, great acting. Check it out. It's, it's, it defied my expectations. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon Prime. Cool. Nice, you, nice. You know, I, my uh, age is catching up with me, and I can't, I can't remember if I talked about this last week. Do you do you remember? Did I did I mention the uh, mini series called uh, the Queen's Gambit? Yes, I was just trying to remember who mentioned that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was week, wonderful. Yeah. God, that was so good. Yeah, oh, good. Well, by in that case, then I will recommend a book. Although I've just started reading it, I'm already very much wrapped up in it. 
and it's a book called Cast the Origins of Our Discontents by Isabel Wilkerson and it is a very very edu educational book about uh, class systems and stuff like that and, and you know racism and all that type of stuff and it came about because of my uh, my nephrology doctor who was born and raised in India was talking to me the other day and we talked for like 30 minutes after my appointment and she explained to me the caste system in India which I'm sorry I'm 63 years old and I didn't know anything about it uh, that's the book of the year that is the book of the year yeah it's fantastic and she was a uh, but she was telling me that the uh, according to her name you know her family were uh warriors and royalty and also she was raised in privilege in india so she said she understands what white privilege is like to a certain extent and uh, she studies that a lot here in america um you know the the class the way you know and, and it's really kind of is hard to understand why people set up systems especially like in india where they set it up where they had all the different levels and then they had the uh the untouchables at the bottom, just like the people that you would not even speak to because, you know, they they were lower than the garbage collectors at all. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I've never heard that in my life. And she also said it was interesting that there was um, people are judged by the color of their skin in India. She said here in America, <laughs> they think all Indians look alike. But in India, it's like you can tell by looking at somebody which uh, class they came from, uh, by the way their, their features, the tone of their skin, etc. So I find all that fascinating. She recommended that book, and I ordered it, and I started reading it, and I'm like, wow, this is this is great. So anyway, that's uh, Isabel Wilkerson cast is my uh, book recommendation. And then it's just, uh, all of a sudden, it's just Patrick and I, and everybody's gone. They're all gone. Billy's gone. Jim's gone. <laughs> I never, I never liked those guys. I didn't They're like them. The I never yeah. liked them. Uh, you, you, you know, you can't trust people. You know, you can't trust musicians. Oh wait, we're musicians. Um, <laughs> oh, that's the truth. Uh, uh, anyway, we were. Uh, we're going to be taking a little bit of a break here for a second, anyway, because we got to play a song and uh, of some sort. Oh yeah. I wanted to set this up. This is crazy. I played Pylon earlier, and it reminded me of my days uh, in Athens and Atlanta and stuff. And uh, there was a band that I got to be friends with. They should have been huge. They were called The Basics. It was a new wave band, and they should have been huge, but it just didn't work out that way. But Avian and Jimmy Madras, <laughs> where her real name was Avian and Jimmy Go. They got to be friends with us, and they were playing like tours, or playing with the Pretenders and Eurythmics, Gary Newman, Elvis Costello, all of, and we started going to the shows, and they were fantastic. And um, so I saw uh, a couple of shows with the Basics opening or sharing the bill with Pylon, and uh, they did the Basics did a EP. And oddly enough, it was produced by Johnny Sandlin, who was the Allman Brothers producer. And uh, it, uh, I just liked her music so much, I decided that although nobody else probably cares, I'm still going to play uh, 
a, a song and dedicate it to Billy Eli, even though he's not here right now. Let me it's, guess. Does it go? Do, 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 no, it doesn't go doo doo. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but it's a song called Begging for Beer. Oh, I thought you were going to play nice. crazy. Oh, okay. Well, that's it. No, that's another one. Begging, begging for beer. And uh, it, I, they just have the, the they had the quirkiest songs. They had one called I Want to Be Your Sexual Object. They had one called Dawn of the Dread. Uh, what a great band. They should have been huge, but oh well, you know, it happens. Anyway, this is, let me find my controls so I can say we'll be back with the guys right after this, the basics, begging for beer.
good old friends of mine called the Basics, Avian and Jimmy and the gang from Atlanta, Georgia. What a great band they were. I really, we had so much fun with them. Uh, so many shows, um, their own shows, and then I saw them opening for uh, just a great show at the Gore Ballroom where they were opening for Tim Curry, who, <laughs> who put on a heck of a rock and roll show. And I also saw them open for the Pretenders at the Agora and Elvis Costello and uh, oh gosh, it just went on and on. And they always, they always uh, put on just an incredible show. It had a lot of humor, a lot of tongue-in-cheek humor. Uh, Jimmy was kind of a fun guy. And uh, but anyway, that's uh, that's just happy memories. And uh, and I lost my place. I do that. Why do I do that? Oh, okay. We're back. We're back with the boys. We're back with the boys. And what we're talking about today is singles. Yes. Not like people that aren't paired up. No. We're talking about singles. And no, not the movie. We're talking about singles. 45 <laughs> RPM records. And we used to buy them. I know all of us used to buy them. I used to buy tons of them. And uh, often Wait, I thought we were we talking like about the B-sides. Uh-huh. We're talking about B sides, aren't well, we? Well, I was yeah, I was getting to that, but you, okay. you interrupted me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, let me interrupt you. Well, let me interrupt wait, you. Wait, I'm gonna do my Donald. I'm gonna do my Donald. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm talking. I'm, I'm talking. talking Excuse me. I'm talking. Excuse me. Excuse me. Shut up, man. It's all. It's it's all fake. It's all imitation. It's all imitation. It's not, none of it's real. It's all fake. Fake. <laughs> Everything's fake. Everything is fake. And B-sides don't exist. There are no B-sides. Only two A-sides. And we're going to talk about our uh, records that we flipped over and found to the that we may have enjoyed the B-side more than the A-side. How about that? Happened a lot of times. In fact, it happened so many times, I had a hard time narrowing my list down. But let's go ahead and uh, start with the smartest guy in the group, Jim. And, uh, hey! Hey! <laughs> well, that, that's, you know, thank you. I mean, the bar is perpetually low for all of us. All the time. <laughs> it is. Well, I couldn't say that because Billy's not here. So This is why, this is why we like it. Uh, sure. Okay. All right. And as as almost always in mind, no particular order. And I'm working without notes and without a net. So let's see if I can. And that's the cello. Thoughts here. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. No. No. She's not here either. Okay. I'm pretty sure she's dead, isn't she? Uh, I think so. It's really a sad okay. thing, though. All right. The first she had, one. She had uh, MS. Oh yeah. The. Uh, so all of the, almost all of these are going to be within a, a particular time frame when I was a kid and buying singles. Uh, so that's kind of what why they're because these are you know my my actual personal experience. Yeah. Um, so the first one in no particular order, like most of my lists are, the A side, Radar Love by uh, Golden Earring. Oh yeah. The B side is a song called Just Like Vince Taylor. And when I had a band back when I was in junior high, our guitar teacher had a band and his band covered this song. And we thought it was hilarious because it was just a little bit dirty. Uh, 
uh, the lyrics were just a little bit dirty, but it was a great rocking song. And I had no earthly idea who Vince Taylor was, but it was a cool song with kind of risque lyrics. And so we thought we could get away with it. And, and so we used to cover it. Not well, but we covered it. Come to find out later who Vince Taylor was. Vince Taylor was an English rockabilly guy in the early 60s who was huge in Europe and is noteworthy today for at least two things. Number one, he was at least in part an inspiration for the Ziggy Stardust character. Huh. And number two, he wrote a song called Brand New Cadillac. Wow! That is really? really? number two on one of the greatest records ever, The Clash is London Calling. And so... So, just like Vince Taylor, B-Side of Radar Love by Golden Earring is my first pick. My second pick, let me see if I've got the, if I can remember all of these. My second pick, I'm going back to Elton John. Yeah. Uh, the A-Side Crocodile Rock. Oh, the God, that was on my list. Go ahead. The B-Side Elderberry Wine. <laughs> yes. Seriously, that was on your list, Buff? It was on my list, Elderberry Wine. Elder, yeah. yeah. 69 yeah, cents was, I paid for that record. Yeah, I mean, that, uh, you know, that kind of got me deciding that maybe I was going to like El, uh, Elton John for a while because Crocodile Rock was, you know, it was, you know, it was a big hit song and everything. But Elderberry Wine was a whole nother trip. It was a kind of a, yeah. had a little Southern influence to it, right? And, yeah, that time, yeah. Yeah, great piano work and everything. So that's number two. Number three. I got to say, I remember vividly so many times roller skating to Crocodile Rock at yeah. Skate Town in Marshalltown, <laughs> yeah. Iowa. I do, too. I do, too. And they never flipped it over and played Elderberry Wine, even though I wanted <laughs> to. So, uh, so number three is uh, when you're a kid and you're into music, your relatives tend to buy you records for gifts and sometimes your relatives don't really know your music taste and some cousin of mine one holiday got me the 40 got me the 45 of bread doing everything i own oh. which was not anywhere near anything i liked i flipped it over and there was a song on it called i don't love you that was kind of a stomping rock and roll song and i thought this is bread uh I don't like bread. This song's kind of cool though. And not one of my favorite songs, but certainly beat the hell out of the A side. And the other reason I wanted to mention this is because uh, I want to get this quick story in back a million years ago in college, I had this girlfriend who uh, lived in an apartment with very thin walls and the neighbors at seven o'clock every morning would put on the best of bread and crank the stereo. And I'm like, who in the hell cranks bread at seven o'clock in the morning? Most ridiculous thing. But anyway, bread had a couple of rock and roll songs, apparently. And uh, and I think David Gates wrote uh, Saturday's Child from the first Monkees record. So I had, there's my Monkees reference for the week. Uh, but anyway, so that's it. Number four is uh, the flip side to Rod Stewart's Maggie May, which is a Tim Harden song called Reason to Believe excellent song and i just recently learned that at least from one source that reason to believe was originally supposed to be the a side and maggie may was supposed to be the flip side and then i don't know if some dj turned it over or the record company decided otherwise 
and they made Maggie May the A-side. But but Rod Stewart's version of Reason to Believe is, is really good. And I think it might have become a hit later when he did it on Unplugged or something like that. But uh, but anyway, that's that's my my number four choice is a Reason to Believe, flip side of Maggie May, Rod Stewart. My fifth choice is something that I did not know started out as a B-side, but it's one of my favorite songs, and that is uh, The Birds, I'll Feel a Whole Lot Better. Gene Clark written and sung that my I, I learned not long ago that it was originally the B-side to... I think maybe all I really want to do, it was some Dylan cover by the birds, but to me, I'll feel a whole lot better is the quintessential bird song. It is a fantastic song. It made it to their first greatest hits record. So I don't know if you can call it a B side, but apparently it started life as a B side. So I'm going to count that as my, my number five pick. It was all I really want to do by the the way. It was all I want. Yeah, because that's on my list too. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Well, great minds and all, Buff. Sorry about that. That's all right. Uh, Go ahead. Those are my five. And check out Just Like Vince Taylor by Golden Earring. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Patrick Beach. Next. Good stuff. Good stuff, Jim. Good stuff. Well, uh, since the replacements are my monkeys and my New York dolls. (laughs) The replacements are my. The replacements are my monkeys. That's something. That's the quote of the day. <laughs> and I've already mentioned them once, but I can't go a week without mentioning them again. First of all, we got to back up and explain to uh, any millennials listening out there that uh, what we're talking about B-sides is there used to be these records and they were like comparatively little, but they had a big hole and they spun at 45 RPM and there was an A-side and a B-side. Seven, so. seven inches in a big hole. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, uh, yeah. I'm trying not to make a joke about that. Anyway, (laughs) uh, the replacements had a couple of great B sides. One was with a 12 inch. The 12 inch of I Will Dare had a marvelous cover on the B side of T Rex's 20th Century Boy. And I love that very much. And I've also got to mention, this is I, I I'm gonna demand a twofer on this. The B side to the replacement's very first single, I'm in trouble, had an acoustic tune that Westerberg wrote and recorded by himself called If Only You Were Lonely. It shows you where that's where this band is eventually gonna wind up. <clears throat> so that's that's my twofer. Now I've mentioned this song before by one of my favorite live bands anyway, Pearl Jam, Yellow Ledbetter. It's a great song. Do you guys know what the A side was to Yellow Ledbetter? Mm. Jeremy. Jeremy. I was going to say Jeremy. The you know the 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 biggest earliest hit they ever had. It's just a terrific tune. Uh, Also, of course, I never had this forty five. I never had any Beatles forty fives. But Revolution was the b-side to hey jude and mccartney sings them both and he didn't want revolution to be the b-side no wait uh no of course mccartney doesn't sing revolution no no that's 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 stupid he just thought it was like too hard but anyway that was uh that was a great a b-side hey jude and revolution also honky tonk women a-side Anybody remember the B-side? Can't always get what you want. That's right. 
That's right. I had that 45 too. Mm-hmm. Me too. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, so that's four. Now, uh, we need you all to go boo boo cha, boo boo cha, boo boo cha, boo boo cha. Come on, everybody. Okay, Queen. Boo boo cha, boo boo cha, Queen. Boo boo cha. Buddy, you're young man. We will rock you. Yep. Was the B side to We Are the Champions. That's right. They were, uh, it was a, it was an A-side, B-side thing, and somebody figured out they sounded like really good bleeding into each other. I don't know how that happened. And I didn't know that that was the case, that they were uh, at one point two separate songs. But it happened. And you can't go to a baseball game without hearing, boo-boo-cha, boo-boo-cha, boo-boo-cha. So that's my five. I'm all in. Nice. Oh. Nice. Well, I tell you, what can I say? Uh, there's a. Uh, I was trying to fact check and make sure I'm that I'm that I'm telling the truth here on one of these. <laughs> uh, why start now? Uh, why start now? Mine. I'm gonna go kind of, sort of, quasi in order. Starting with my perhaps what may be one of my all-time favorite B-sides. The A-side of the record by Mr. Elvis Presley in 1953 was the A-side was I Don't Be Cool. And the B-side was? Oh, jeez. Had to be something kind of country. How about You Ain't Nothing But a Hound uh, Dog? Is that hound dog. right? Hound dog. Is yeah. that yeah. right? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Crying all the time, baby. Wow. Well, I didn't that know was, that. We were talking about a B-side just soon. B-side to what? Uh, Don't Be Cruel. Oh, Hound Dog was a B-side to that. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it was funny because I read a story about the DJ, uh, the real popular DJ up in uh, Cleveland. Um, Freed, Alan Freed. Yeah, Alan Freed. Freed, Freed was Alan the first, Freed. To, apparently one of the first, to flip it over and play the Hound Dog song you know and uh it took of course both of them were in the top 10 at the same time a side and b side and that like, was a, that was the only other song uh uh don't be cruel i i know buddy holly got compared to him a lot but don't be cruel was the only one that i ever thought could i actually been a buddy holly tune yeah man now you mentioned buddy holly i should have dug back deep into him too because i love buddy holly. what's your uh, what's your favorite buddy holly song um, Ravon, or uh, we used to. I used to sing Ravon, and I used to do uh, Peggy Sue. Um, what about you, Jim? What's your favorite Buddy Holly song? Peggy Sue, or that'll be the day. Probably a tie. Oh yeah, that'll uh, be the day. Beach. Beach. Yeah, that'll be the day. It's got to be. Uh, yeah, my favorite one is Believe It or Not, Maybe Baby. I I really liked it. Kind Maybe, of Maybe Baby. Yeah, and it's got that little back and forth vamp, which I think has, uh, you hear that in all the other Flatlanders and the love, they use that kind of bum, 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 bum. They use that riff a lot, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, it's it's kind of the same one. All right, man, I'm, I'm back. I had to visit with Griffey. Uh, He's looking cool. good. He's looking great, man. And uh, That's good. That's excellent, great. Excellent, excellent. 
We love Griffey. We love Griffey. He's a good. He's a good boy, and uh, he was having KFC with a biscuit. <laughs> with a biscuit. <laughs> and he had no other way to have it but with a daggum biscuit, man. Well, that's he used to. He used to wouldn't eat biscuits or any kind of bread. That stuff is a lot better for you now that it's not called Kentucky Fried Chicken. Right. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's it's KFC or the Colonel, right? The Colonel. Uh, okay, back to my list. Uh, that was my number five, 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 five. Number four was the uh, from 1973. Uh, there was a record called by Alice Cooper called "No More Mr. Nice Guy," but the B side was "Raped and Freezing." What a fun little rock and roll song that was. I like. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it was it was really cool, and um, yeah, I just glanced over the screen at the video, and I saw Jim, and he had his head head kind of down just a little bit. And oh, I was looking at my. I'm sorry. I, no, no, I no I'm going to tell you about my my eyesight. How bad my eyesight was. The way you had your head down, it looked like the insignia on your cap, which is a Longhorn. It looked like it was branded on your the top of your head. Well, it, is, cool. it, it, it actually is. You can't yeah. see it right now because he's <laughs> yeah, he, was... he actually he actually also in fact has it branded on his head. Yeah, I would right ne- right next to right next to Cy the Cyclone from Iowa. Right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Well, I don't want to Sam on the left arm, no doubt. I, I don't want to tell you how I know this, but he's also got it branded somewhere else on his back. So. <laughs> oh well. I knew you guys were close, and, so and if, I'm not. If, I'm not. I'm not telling you how I know that. No, but. and if anybody asks, the answer is high school hygienes. I'm not saying it's true. I just know it. <laughs> well, that going back to my list, I'm going to get back. I'm going to get through these five. I really am. Good. I, I'm going to. Uh, the third one is was was stolen from me. Just stolen. But it is the birds, <laughs> and uh, it is uh, one of the one of the earliest records I, re- I remember even owning. Nineteen sixty-five. Uh, all I really want to do, yeah. All I really want to do, yeah, 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 yeah. But feel a whole lot better. God, road. How much do I love that song? I love that was a B side. Yeah, I love re- playing. Uh, Jim had it on his list too. But I, uh, I, uh, that was always one of my favorite songs in my band, Buffalo Hut Coalition, to play and sing, too. It's just something, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just great. Make me feel a whole lot better. That may be one of the, and, and again, man, that may come as close as you can possibly come to a perfect rock and roll song. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I mean, I mean, on its technical, on, on the technical parts and, what it, it's got an off chord and it modulates and yeah it's got and the, and the length of the song i like it when songs are uh you know you know three minutes or less like that's the way they're intended to be you know right. if they're too long or too short or, and that's why i liked uh, elvis costello so much because he would do like you know the get happy album i don't think there was a song on there that was longer than two minutes it was just one thing after another. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, look, look how much good luck the Ramones have today. Yeah, well, the Ramones is going to say the same thing. 
my number two is uh, going back to my Southern Rock roots. And there was a hit in 73. The, probably the only real hit they had was Ramblin' Man, Almond Brothers. Man. Mm. But the mm. B-side is Dickie's song, Pony Boy. Yeah. And as a country, country-ass song that at the end of it has a hand bone. <laughs> like the thigh-slapping song? Yeah, he's thigh-slapping. He's hand-boning up against his thigh at the end of the song. And I'm like, yeah. I like this, and that was, you know, I was like 16 years old, but I just loved it to death. Uh, which leads me to my number one, number one, number one, number one. Yes, people may call me names for saying this, and true fans will just call me. Don't worry me. about it. I'm going to call you names anyway. Yeah, well, you do, but I don't pay you any attention. The, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the great band, the greatest band, well, not the greatest band, bullshit. One of the great bands Dixie's in rock and roll. Dixie's Men Out Flyers? Kiss. <laughs> 1976. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Detroit Rock City. What a great single it was. But the B-side was Beth. Was what? Beth. Yeah. Ah, yeah. The only power ballad that, yeah. And, uh, you know, it was so funny because that song made my parents think that Kiss was safe. You know, oh, and say this is my lie alarm that goes off when I tell a lie. No, it's not. It's a, uh, med- it's uh, a medical uh, to remind me to take my pill. Medical alert. My yeah, God, my, my, take a my pill. pill. Take a, my, take my a pill. pill. St- my heart has stopped. My heart has stopped, yes. <laughs> but uh, my parents were like, you know, they were playing Beth on the adult contemporary radio. Right, yeah, man. And my mother would yeah. go, who is that singing that song about that girl? Oh, it's Peter Chris. That's a band called Kiss. And she goes, oh, they sound nice. And then she sees them on TV and she goes, oh, my. <laughs> this is great, oh man. So you, you, turn your, you turn your mom on to Kiss and your dad on to Wayne County. <laughs> yeah. Well, he turned himself on to Wayne County and the dolls and all that through Rock Scene Magazine because he was reading about it. Right. You know, it's whatever I leave in the bathroom, they would read. Right. No, yeah, I got it, man. Yeah, it Michael, like, Michael I, I got to tell you, there's a video, if you haven't seen it, you can find it on YouTube. And it's a parody of they're in the studio recording Beth. And, of course, they're wearing full makeup and costumes in the studio. Right. And Peter, Peter Chris is on the phone going, Beth, I hear you calling, but I can't come home right now. Me and the boys are playing. You just can't find the sound. <laughs> just a few more hours. I'm I'll be sorry, right home man. With you. That that's actually kind of cringy news. <laughs> so I got this. Uh, I got this book sent to me from Peter Chris's first wife, Lydia. Uh, it's called Kiss. Uh, Kiss. I forget. Kiss something. Kiss something. But it's a huge book, and it's all her photography from the early days when she was taking pictures of the band. You know, when they were in the Daisy and all these clubs and. Just starting to put on weird, bizarre makeup stuff. Sometimes just lipstick and sometimes, you know, all this kind of stuff. All these old pictures and she's got all these memories in there and everything like that. But she sent me the book and she autographed the front of it and she kissed the the white page with red lipstick and wrote, you know, to Michael and put uh, Beth wishes. <laughs> Oh, God. 
Best oh, wishes. God. Oh it's, God! Because you know he originally he was writing the song for Lydia, but you could right. you know Lydia could not. Lydia doesn't really work that well. Yeah, well, then he then he tried to, syllable wise. Then he he thought he would say Beck, and Gene Simmons said, "You're going to do a song called Beck." I hear you calling. What are you singing? A love song to Jeff Beck? What is this? <laughs> so they ended up doing doing best. But anyway, that's a long story of that. Billy, uh, so happy, happy to have you uh, back so you can do yours. Uh, yeah, I didn't make a list, man. Let's move along. Oh, of course. Well, that's okay. Dang, I, mean, I, was, well, I, I, I knew, thought I you would have some off the top of your head. Nah, man, and, you know, I just uh, I, I had a feeling the thing with Griffin today was going to go long, which is why I didn't monkey with the list. He, uh, they, they just now sort of normalized all the visits, so... Everything's been real short, but now he can come and hang for a while at his mom's, which is where we do these uh, televisits from, which is why I was gone so long today, because he's there for all afternoon instead of, you know, an hour and a half. Anyway, moving along. Moving along. That's it. <laughs> okay. uh, wow, man, we're going to actually finish an hour-long show in, in just like an hour and ten minutes. Wow. That's crazy, isn't it? That's I know, something. yeah, because because usually we go down there two hours. I do want well, to say, I, uh, uh, I do want to say that, uh, and I didn't say it earlier that uh, I hope folks will go over to YouTube and do a search for Ambassador of Southern Rock, and it's a new thing I'm doing video interviews, and I did one yesterday, went on for an hour with uh, Roger Earl, who's the founding member and drummer of Foghat. Before that, he was the founding member of Savoy Brown. And uh, we talk about all that. He's what a wonderful guy. And, uh, of course, we also talked about their wine they have, which they're uh, a sponsor of ours, uh, Foghat Wines, and it's really cool. In the future, we'll be having a wine tasting on this very program. So be prepared for that, folks. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. tell you, back in the 70s, Foghat Live was was really something. I haven't seen him lately, and I, I, no one's seen anything lately. But man, I saw him I think three times back in the seventies, and they were a good time every night. It's a boogie band, man. Boogie, boogie, boogie. They were, they were. Always opened with "Fool for the City," one of the great opening a rock great, and roll great songs song, ever. Man. Ever. What a Just great, fantastic. great song, man! Uh, yeah, I, uh, I put a couple of clips on the uh, video thing of um, the current incarnation of the band, and it starts out with uh, "Fool," doing a little bit of "Fool for City," and at the end, a little bit of "Slow Ride." But they still, I mean, members have changed. People, have, three of the guys are dead, so. But Roger's been there the whole time, and uh, he's got a great band. Guitar player is Brian Bassett. He's been with him for, oh God, at least 10 years, 15 years. Uh, and Brian started out as the guitar player for Wild Cherry. He was playing oh, man. that funky oh, play music. that funky music, white boy. And then he was with Molly Hatchet for several years. Yeah, but I think everybody that ever played guitar was. With yeah, Molly exactly. Hatchet. And he's uh, he's he really. I think I was in that band. Yeah, I think you yeah. were. Yeah, you might have been in. Yeah, Molly you were, Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I uh, think I was your. I think I was your understudy in Molly Hatchet. Oh, you're the tech. You're his tech. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's a it's a great band, and they have a lot of fun. And uh, okay. 
I'm not going to announce what we're going to talk about next week because I don't know. I'm going to let you guys text me and somebody come up with a uh, a great topic for next week that we can do. All right. Do. Uh, All right. We, won't, we won't debate it right now. All we'll say in closing is congratulations, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. You deserve everything you got because anybody that fights that hard should win. And anybody that uh, I hope that everybody is happy. I hope that everybody. Yeah. I hope that right. This, yeah, and I, and I hope for world peace, and that there's a chicken sandwich in the refrigerator when I go to get another beer. But there's not going to be well, <laughs> chicken sandwich. That sounds good. Visualize. I hope for a chicken peace. sandwich. I join. I join you in the hope. You for vote, you, I got your vote with the chicken. Yeah. I got the, I'm carrying the chicken sandwich vote, man. Forty acres. <laughs> 40 acres and a chicken sandwich chicken in every sandwich. fridge. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and uh, and hope that the chicken sandwich doesn't taste like a mule. Um, oh, ew, that'd be gross. Uh, okay, well, that's it. Yeah, man, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I just, you just kind of stunned me with that there. Yeah, I know. This, it, it, that happens. And, uh, yeah, I'm hardly ever speechless though, and you just pulled that off, man. Good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, guys. Well, thanks a whole bunch. Chicken sandwich. Right, yeah. right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and Patrick. Yeah, what is that, Patrick? Golly, what is that? Is that beer? Oh wait, that's a stupid question. I got a glass of milk here. Yeah. I'm drinking. I'm drinking Lone Star. Imagine <laughs> that. Did it have the Rebus on underneath the cap? did yeah gee yes you know what this one guess what i'm drinking this one yeah beer this one was funny it was a little bag in a box master's koozie it's a little bag of money and a shirt Uh uh-huh and then under it was nix plus on position in a light switch Richard Nixon. That was the, that Rich was the, that was the answer. Yeah. Rich shirt Nixon. Rich shirt Excellent. Nixon. Yep. Oh, and God. Buff yeah, is drinking what I heard was, to. That refer- was. Go, go ahead. Buff is drinking what I heard referred to this week as Arizona champagne. Oh, Apparently, I- Coors Light is like <laughs> Arizona champagne. So that's so bizarre. That I just did a interview on the uh, video show with a young rock band called uh, Tennessee Champagne. Huh? <laughs> yeah, Jack Daniels. Uh, Moonshine. Uh, yeah. The, uh, anyway, they were, they're a really good band, kind of like Blackberry Smoke. But anyway, that's beside the point. We'll talk about that later. I will see you cats in the sand pile. Thank you again for everything, guys. Okay, so we're going week, out man. with, uh, what did I say we were going out with? Oh, we're going out with Oh, how about the birds? I'll feel a whole lot better. Great song. Great, great job. Later. And we're clear. The reason why Oh, I can say I have to let you go And right away After what you did can't stay on, and I probably feel a whole lot better when you're gone. Baby, for a long time, baby, for a long time, you had 
another great set of songs written by Bud Thornton and J.D. Andrew. And uh, just really, really good songs. I've said in one of my reviews that it is the uh, finest album they've done yet. And I think they've done about 10 that have been released. And, um, and there's a bunch that haven't been released because they're prolific, these guys. They write a lot of songs, record a lot of songs, and they're all good. But uh, I'm going to tell you one thing. Light Rays, as good as it gets. You can get it on vinyl, CD, or download, or all three of the above. And you can find all sorts of merch and everything, and the CDs, and the albums at theboxmasters.com. And please be sure to follow them on the the official Box Masters uh, at uh, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. JD keeps that updated real well with lots of classic pictures. And it's just a, it's a lot of fun. I look forward to seeing what they posted every day on there. Also brought to you by Fog Hat Sellers. Take a slow ride, but drink it, baby. Drink it down. Drink it in. Drink it in. Fog Hat wine, man. I'm talking about good stuff. Been around for a lot of years. I've been talking about it for many, many years now. And uh, Fog Hat founding member and drummer Roger Earl and his wife Linda uh, head up this organization. And they have, uh, you know, their own wine and uh, Pinot, Chardonnay, whatever you want. I mean, it's all good. And you can have it delivered to your house. And uh, it's better than your average wine. It's fog hat wine. That's why it's good. You've learned to put your trust in uh, the rock and boogie rock of uh, fog hat band. So put that same trust in fog hat wine because they go together. Uh, fog hat music and fog hat wine makes a great pairing yeah it really does find out more at foghatsellers.com or you can also go to foghat.com which is the band website and there's links there to the wine as well so all that being said thanks a whole bunch for tuning in and we thank you for your time and we will see you again next week hopefully same bat time same bat channel Later, kids.